0: Los Angeles, California, 1940. Private eye with a past, Dash Malone, is about to take a case that will forever change the lives of everyone around him. A case that will pull him out of the shallow darkness he's been hiding, down into the depths of his soul. A case only fate can crack. It is the case of the mysterious Zeta Makara. We begin in Pershing Square, late in the evening. Two men hide in the shadows. Their deeds we will know in time.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh. Mm. Mm. Shut up. Do you want to get us arrested? I'm sorry. I haven't felt this good Ball in... Up your damn pants. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah. It's been a long time since I met someone like me.
2: I'm not like you.
0: Look, I know I shouldn't ask this, but... Then um, don't. Could we... maybe see each other again sometime?
2: Listen to me. And get this clear. You never saw me. Wait.
0: I should have known not to. Stupid, stupid. Oh. Hello? Is that you? What the hell? No. No, stay away! Stay back! No! You are listening to Dash, The Case of the Mysterious Zeta Makara, Chapter 1, The Earring.
2: If I've settled for anything, it's Los Angeles. She's up front. She's non-committal. You can see exactly what she is. She's the only thing I know I can trust because I know I can't trust her.
1: Mr. Marlon, are you paying attention?
2: Her name is Zita Makara. She's been speaking. It's a familiar story. I know it and she knows it. So she's using all she's got to make her point. She's desperate. She needs help. My help. she's really using all she's got. From her outfit, to the stockings, to those earrings. She's trying to get me to look everywhere else to make me forget that she hasn't made eye contact with me once. The thing is, it's the eyes you've got to watch. Once you know what to watch for, you know there's more to the story.
1: Mr. Malone, I said, are you paying
2: attention? I'm not. I'm waiting for the phone to ring. But I smile and nod to reassure her my head's in the game. For my own reasons, I need to keep the authorities
1: out of this matter. I've been waiting for the phone to ring for over a week now. Nothing. I need you to meet with a man. What if the call never comes? And exchange a large sum of money, which I will provide, for an item you will find of little consequence.
2: Miss Makara, would you mind telling me what I would find of little consequence?
1: Merely an artifact that... That...
2: Miss Makara?
1: I'm sorry. I, I...
2: I catch her just before she hits the floor. And of course, as if on some sadistic cue, that's when the call comes. Damn. My secretary in the front office grabs the call.
3: Dashiell Malone's office. We put the eye in private eye.
1: Miss Makara, are you all right? Thank you. Y- yes, I- I'm fine. I get these spells sometimes. Who is this?
3: Oh, he's been waiting for your call for over a week. Uh,
1: let me see if I can get you anything. No, no, please don't. Stay here, Mr. Malone.
2: She grabs my hand and pulls it towards her. I want to yank it away, but I have a feeling she'd pull even harder.
1: I'll take a message. He's in a meeting. As, as I was saying, retrieving this object will stop a, a man from haunting me, making me do things.
2: Yeah, I know the feeling.
1: I'm sorry? Got it. Bye-bye. Um, do things? Is that so? What types of things? Until I've secured your services, I can say no more. In your line of work, I assume you know discretion is a commodity one will pay for. Tell me this. How do I know you're on the up and up? To be frank, Mr. Malone, I wouldn't be hiring a private investigator if this was entirely on the, how you say, up and up. Miss Makara...
2: I've been in the business a while now, and I've learned people will break your heart. But your gut never lies.
1: Funny. I did not see that on your business card.
2: My gut is telling me to sleep on it and call you in the morning. That's the best offer I can make.
1: Please don't sleep on it too long. I will be eager to speak with you in the morning.
2: She gets up, slowly, and gives a look that would break your heart and make you want to eat the sharp, dejected pieces for breakfast. She puts her hand on the doorknob and holds on to it, not wanting to make the turn. From this view, I can see just how many assets this woman has. She looks over her shoulder, still not making eye contact, but somehow staring directly at me.
1: I don't know what I can do to show you the dire trouble I really am in.
2: something tells me, she'll think of something.
3: What were those earrings about?
2: My wisecracking secretary, Cindy Crenshaw.
3: They were snakes, weren't they? Like snakes, eating their own tails? Good gravy. What symbolism? It's obvious she isn't telling the whole story.
2: Was that the phone call I've been waiting on?
3: And a man who's giving her trouble? Please. If I looked like that and men weren't giving me trouble, I'd be doing it wrong.
2: Who was on the phone?
3: And that mysterious yet sultry Greta Garbo routine was so 1935. In short, I'd proceed with caution. Cindy? On the other hand, you haven't had a paying case in weeks, and my pretty face ain't paying the bills, if you know what I mean.
2: Cindy, who was on the phone?
3: Oh, quit being a pill. I was just trying to get a rise out of you.
2: Well, consider me risen.
3: Like a good lord and savior. You have a meeting tonight at nine. I was told you know the place.
2: Thank you. Was that so hard?
3: Nope, but it was fun. So what are you going to do about Ms. Earings? Did you buy that fainting act?
2: I'm not so sure it was an act. And judging from her come on, she didn't seem to know about my, uh, <clears throat> notoriety.
3: Or maybe she didn't want you to think she knew. I don't follow. Of course you
2: don't. I assume everyone who walks through that door knows what and who they're getting.
3: And you know what they say about those who assume.
2: And that accent... I couldn't place it.
3: Mr. Malone, what can I do to convince you that you need to get me a
2: jelly donut? It doesn't feel right.
3: I'm hilarious. That always
2: feels right. I think I'll stick with my gut and sleep on it.
3: It's a medical fact that when men say they're thinking with their gut, what they're actually thinking with is their-
2: Cindy, I'll be late to the office tomorrow.
3: My point exactly.
2: I would say you've got the place to yourself till 10.
3: Try noon. What was that? I said see you soon, you putz.
2: West Lake Park. Known as the tail end of what some people call the run. From here, I can see the angels on top of the Plaza Hotel gazing down at me. They say everyone has a guardian angel. Some invisible being watching over them. They say that's truer in L.A. more than any place in the world. Maybe they're right. And if they are, if it's all the same, I'd rather they didn't watch. From the shadows I can see a hand reach for me before it can make contact. I'm faster. I grab a hold and I don't let go. I drag him into the light so I can get a good look at the poor sucker who thought they could get me from behind. Gotta take me out and call me pretty before you can make that move.
0: Ow! Dash!
2: Dash! It's me! It's me! The man I'm holding on to is Johnny Plinketts. Plink, for short. Just trying to give you a scare. What the hell's the matter with you? Okay, not the best tactic. I see that now. It's been over a week. Things took a little longer than expected. You said you'd call. Today's the first chance I got, lover. You gonna let go of me, or...? I don't. I keep a hold on his coat. Don't want to let go. I guess that's a no. I was thinking you'd gone soft. When I'm around you, I'm never soft. He lets that sit in the air. I grip his jacket harder. And then, he kisses me. I try to resist, but he tastes like a cool drink that's finally putting out a fire that's been blazing since I last saw him. I missed you. He kisses me again. For a moment, I forget everything. My doubts, my fears, even where I am. But only for a moment, I pull away and let go. I have to. Mm, I'll take that as an I missed you too. Why the park? Huh? Why are we meeting here? You could have easily come to my place. Uh, You know, the night air, the moon in the sky. You want to try that again? All right, I might be meeting someone. Meeting? Who? Strictly business. I figured, uh, why not have you on the scene in case I needed backup? Oh, you figured that, did you? This is the thing, Dash... He's speaking. It's a familiar story. The thing that'll make you never doubt me again. I know it, and he knows it. So he's using all he's got to make his point. And after all? It's the eyes you've got to watch. Once you know what to watch for. Isn't that what we've been working for? You always know. There's more to the story. Isn't it? The thing is, I get so lost in his eyes, I don't realize he's grabbing my belt pulling me in for another kiss hell i'm not gonna stop him freeze but he is put your hands up and turn around so i can see you okay whatever you say officer dash officer sal mcgill my insight on the police force and a friend what in craziness are you thinking creases yourself, Sal. You shocked the shit out of me. You're lucky that's all I did. Come on, you know the laws. If I was another cop, the two of you could be jailed for public sodomy. Or worse. It was public foreplay, Sal. The sodomy happens at home. Hmm. What are you doing out here? Oh, you know, the night air, the moon in the sky. Uh-huh. What's not to believe about that? Hiya, Plank. Keeping out of trouble? Sure. Just got back from a business trip. If this deal goes through, the past might finally be behind me. Great.
0: That's what you've both been working for, right?
2: Sal and I exchange a not-so-subtle, we'll talk about it later, look. It's been a long trip. Indeed. Officer McGill... We'll be on our way. You've certainly put me off public parks for a while. Tell the wife I said hi. Always do. Good night, Sal. night, fellas. Oh. And get a room, you perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone there? Show yourself. I'm an officer of the law. Come out where I can see you. You asked for it. What the hell? Oh, no. Croesus.
0: Next time on Dash. Yes, I called earlier looking for Miss Makara.
3: Private Investigator Dash Al Malone's office. We put the eye in Private Eye.
2: How can I help you? I reach over for Plink, but no one's there. What were you guys up to last night? I need a cigarette just thinking about it.
3: Miss Makara has called several times. She wants to know if you're going to take her case. She is quite persistent, or as I like to call it, pushy.
2: Poor bastard went through some hell, though. Looked like he'd been buried alive and dug up.
1: Yes, I'm Emily Butterback. But you can call me Miss Butterback.
2: But where has he been? Who is he supposed to meet? What isn't he telling me? If this deal comes through, we won't have to get out of bed for many tomorrows. Trust me. He hasn't been square with you since Jump. Call it a coincidence, but I'm just saying. And it was shocking. It was unexpected. It was everything I wanted.
0: You have been listening to Dash, The Case of the Mysterious Zeta Makara, starring Peter Zelensky, Sarah Luciano, Jay Mazzola, Shana Massad, Christopher Tolomeo, Kathy Mostek, Carlos Giga, and Thomas Robert Irvin. Written and directed by Dave Ebersole. Original music by Christopher Tolomeo and Mick Laurel. Design, produced, and edited by Mick Laurel with Ed Hill. Executive producers Andrew Greenwood and Ed Hill. Dash was created by Dave Ebersole and Delia Gable. I'm Jim Diamond. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Dig deeper into Dash by getting the graphic novel from Northwest Press. Available on Comixology, Amazon, NorthwestPress.com, or your local comic book shop.